Okay, we're learning Daf Pei. We're starting from the bottom of bottom of Ayin Testament base. So let's just again uh, recap what it is that we're talking about. We're starting from the two dots where it says Im Erchatz. So a husband has a right to be to be made fair to revoke the vows of his wife. But the Mishnah tells us he can't be made for any Nadarm. It doesn't work like that. Only in the Nadarm that the Torah gives him rights. So the basic thing that it says in the Torah is any nether of Inoy Nefesh. A nether of Inoy Nefesh means that the, the his wife is in a state of affliction, self-affliction. We'll define affliction as we go. But it's a self-affliction, that's where the husband has the rights, and, and then he can be made for the Nadarm forever. Like even for after the time that they're not going to be in a relationship together. If let's say they get divorced, she gets remarried, but whatever was revoked by her previous husband will always remain revoked. The Gemara told us that there's another type of nether that he can revoke. It's called Dvarm It's not that she's in a state of affliction, but it's because of the nether, there's a friction, it creates a friction between them and their relationship. In other words, there's something about that that's creating a tension. So it's not that she's afflicted, but that it impacts the husband, obviously adversely, and there, it's creating a friction and he can be made for her. However, the Gemara told us he can only be made for her as long as it could theoretically still be married to him. So while they're married, the Hafar is Kaim, even after the divorce, he could theoretically still remarry her. <coughs> so the Hafar is still in effect. But once she gets remarried to somebody else, the Hafar goes away because it's no longer related to him. It's no longer relevant to him. So then the mission is like, okay, great, but let's now define what's considered Eno Nefesh. How do you define, define affliction? So the example of the Mishnah was, she said, if I bathe. So if I bathe, clearly what's going on is that there's a stipulation. The bathing is a stipulation. She's saying something should become Asr if I bathe. And we're saying, the Chachamans say that's Eno Nefesh. But we have to figure out what was she being noted from. If I bathe, what? It didn't say in the Mishnah. And furthermore, what we have to figure out is Rabbi Yossi said back, no, these are not Nidarim of Inoy Nefesh. Rabbi Yossi disagreed. Rabbi Yossi described that Inoy Nefesh as a very simple thing. A woman said, I'm not going to have any fruits of the world. No fruits of the world? That's pretty extreme. That's definitely going to put her in a state of, state of, uh, a state of self-affliction. But the Rabbanan were saying something more, even more moderate, even if she said, if I be. But we have to figure out what is the case of the Rabbanan and what is Rabbi Yossi arguing on. So we're starting Ayn Testament, based right by the bottom, Im Erechatz. Hechi Ka'amar, what exactly did she say? The Mishnah just told us the Tanai, the if I bathe, but what exactly is she answering herself from? So the Gemara says, Ile Ma, maybe you'll tell me, Da'amar Konam Peiros Olam Alai Im Erechatz. She said that all the produce of the world should be Konam on me if I go ahead and bathe. So let's just think through that case. <coughs> the subject of the nether is the fruits of the world. Clearly that's self-affliction. But she, she's not she's not usher on all the fruits unless she goes ahead and bathes. And the fact that the Mishnah made the bathing part the stipulation and not the actual nether implies, the Gemara thinks right now, that if she doesn't bathe, although maybe it's gross, it's repulsive, but it's not afflicting. It's not afflicting her. So, so the Gemara says, well, then if that's true, then why in the world could the husband be made for? Then she just should be careful not to bathe and then the fruits won't become also. So in other words, you can only be made for the Dharma of Inoy Nefesh. Here, yes, if the nether gets triggered and she can't have any fruits, no fruits is Inoy Nefesh. But if she set up the stipulation that it only goes in effect if she bathes, and you're, the Gemara assumes right now that not bathing does not afflict a person. So there's, in the state right now, she's not afflicted. She's just careful not to bathe, and then she could always eat all the fruits. So we wouldn't be able to understand why the Rabbanon why the Rabbanon allow the Hafar? Again, the Gemara is assuming that not bathing is not Eno Nefesh from the fact that the Mishra didn't speak about a nether of not bathing. The Gemara just spoke about a case where if I bathe, then the stipulation goes and it triggers that there's a nether. But oh, furthermore, what's Rabbi Yossi saying? Rabbi Yossi says, no, that, that he can't be made for because the nether is not Eno Nefesh. Now, what does he mean the nether is not Eno Nefesh? He's saying the fruits of the world being also to her is not Eno Nefesh. That's certainly not true. If she bathes and the fruits of the world are also to her, 
<coughs> she surely would be afflicted. So if Rabbi Yossi is going to argue, he shouldn't say the nether is not Eno Nefesh. Maybe he could say the stipulation is not Eno Nefesh. That's what he should say. The fruits of the world are also to me if I bathe. So Rabbi Yossi should say the husband can't be made for the nether because just be careful not to bathe. That would make sense. But that's not what Rabbi Yossi said. Rabbi Yossi said it's not Nidarim of Eno Nefesh. The nether, meaning the, the subject of the nether, which the way our, we're understanding it means the fruits of the world. Rabbi Yossi says those are not Eno Nefesh. That doesn't make sense. If a woman actually wouldn't be able to eat the fruits of the world, certainly it would be also. So we're basically stuck. We know the Mishnah spoke about some sort of nether that was stipulated if I bathe. The Rabbana are saying it's Eno Nefesh. Rabbi Yossi is saying it's not. The case cannot be that she said the fruits of the world are also to if I bathe, and it means that a lack of bathing is not unanefesh, because then we have two problems. Number one, why the Rabbanon is saying you could be made for a taco, just let her be careful not to bathe and don't become also in the fruits of the world. And the language of Rabbiosi is off. Rabbiosi's language, when he says the neder is not unanefesh, is not the right language. He should say the stipulation is not unanefesh, and therefore it's, it's no reason, there's no reason for him to be made for. So the Gemara concedes that it makes no sense, and, and therefore we try another explanation. Again, all the Mishnah said is, if I bathe. It didn't say what the nether was. So the Gemara makes a second attempt and we're at the top now of the Amr Aleph. Ella. The Amra konam hanos rachitza alayla olam im erchatz. We switch the case. She said as follows. The pleasure of bathing should be a konam to me. I should always be ushered to bathe forever if I bathe. So in other words, if she bathes once, and then that triggers, that's the stipulation, it triggers a nether that she can never derive ple- the, ple- the pleasure of bathing forever. Okay, so now what are the Rabbanon saying? We can actually understand the Rabbanon. The Rabbanon say that he could revoke the nether. And this is the big switch in the Gemara. We're now switching to understand that not bathing does afflict the person. That's the big switch. And the Rabbanon are saying, if I bathe once and I'll be ulcer forever. <coughs> and at that point, she's left in an impossible situation. What should she do? What should she do if she does not want to be afflicted? If she goes and bathes, so she triggers the nether. Right? She said, if I bathe, then I will always be also to bathe. So then what, is, what will happen if she permissibly goes and bathes once? Then, she'll be also forever to bathe. And that will afflict her. And if she does not bathe in order not to trigger the nether, it's the nivula. That also afflicts her. She gets completely repulsed because she's not bathing. And that therefore brings her into a state of affliction. So it's a fascinating thing. You could be made for the nether, even though the nether didn't go in effect, because I can't let it go in effect and I'm afflicted because of that. So now, again, it's like a very, a very bizarre case. If she bath, she's allowed to bathe once. She says, if I bathe once, that's permitted. That's not the nether. If I bathe once, that's the stipulation. Then the nether is triggered that I can never bathe, that I can never have pleasure from bathing. There, even though, so right now, it's not an effect yet. She didn't bathe. But the Rabbanans still allow you to be made for Why? Because she's afflicted right now because of the nether. Even though the nether is not an effect. Because if she bathes once, there will be the nether that will never let her bathe. And if she doesn't bathe, in order not to trigger the nether, she's also afflicted. So either way, whether or not she triggers it or not, she's in a state of affliction. Therefore, the Rabbanon say, even though, I have to hear this chiddush from the Gemara, even though the nether has not been triggered, Maya says she didn't bathe. But the Rabbanon old, you can be made for the nether right now because outs the nether due to the fact that she made the vow, if I bathe once, then I'm also to bathe forever. Due to those words that she said, she's right now afflicted and she has no way of getting out of that affliction. Therefore, <coughs> the Rabbanon say you can be made. Rabbi Yossi Sava, Rabbi Yossi holds, no, it's not a nether of Inoi Nefesh. He says as follows, Evsher de lo it's possible for her not to bathe. We're not concerned for the nivel. What does that mean, we're not concerned for the nivel? It sounds like he's saying that it's not considered an afflictive state to refrain from bathing. So now we understand 
now, now, now we understand the point that Rabbi Yossi is arguing on. Rabbi Yossi is coming to say the nether here is not of Inoi Nefesh. So therefore Rabbi Yossi is saying, what's the big deal? So let her just not bathe. He doesn't see the issue. So coming, we're coming out that the Machlokas is in a scenario where one is discussing bathing. They're saying, if I bathe, then I'll be also to bathe forever. The fundamental Machlokas is, if somebody doesn't bathe, is that affliction? That afflicting them or not? Rabbi Yossi said, it's afflicting, therefore there is afar. Rabbi Yossi says, it's not afflicting, therefore there's not afar. By the way, I just want to clarify one thing. We'll learn about this only tomorrow, but it's probably in your head that Rabbi Yossi, even if you say a person is not afflicted, okay, afflicting is a very like specific state. You know, you're not afflicted by not bathing, but certainly it should affect the husband adversely, right? Certainly it's going to cause friction in the relationship. So the Gemara is actually going to talk about that tomorrow. The Gemara is going to say when Rabbi Yossi says it's not a nether of Inu and Nefesh, he may agree it is still the Dvarm Shabbeinu Levenah. He's just saying you can't be made for it forever. Remember, what's the distinction that we learned yesterday between Dvarm Shabbeinu Levenah and Inu and Nefesh? Inu and Nefesh, the husband's made for it, the nether goes away forever. He's made for only in as much as it's relevant to him. Because that's the whole point. It's about the friction that it causes him. So, so, so Rabbi Yossi is not saying it doesn't affect the husband if his wife's not bathing. It would. But the idea, the, the idea is that he can't be made for it out her affliction that it would be gone forever. Okay, so that's where we are right now. Um, the, the woman has made another, if I bathe, then I'll be also bathing forever. The Rabbanon are saying that's Eno and Ephesh right now. And Rabbi Yossi is saying... <coughs> that is not Inoy Nefesh. Still, the language is a little bit off. If Rabbi Yossi holds that abstaining from bathing is not an affliction, then why does Rabbi Yossi say that Nether is not Inoy Nefesh? He should say the condition is not Inoy Nefesh. Because <coughs> the, language, the language is the Nedarma not Inoy Nefesh. There's a certain implication that if the nether would be inner nefesh, let's say it was something like, I don't know, not having any fruits, then you would be able to be moderate even if there was a stipulation that one could easily keep. And that's not true. If the stipulation was easy, let's say somebody said, all the fruits should be elsewhere in the world to me, to me today if, um, if I don't exercise. So then just exercise and, and you won't have the nether. Then you can't be made for it, right? So when Rabbi Yossi is coming to say here that, that, that his point that, that, that it's not considered um, afflicting, not to bathe, he shouldn't say the nether is not Inoy Nefesh. He should emphasize as well the nether and the Tanai. Because the proof is, if the nether was Inoy Nefesh, but the Tanai was not, then you, would, you, you, you wouldn't be allowed to be made for it either. So it's misleading just a bit to say that it's about the nether. So therefore, the Gemara modifies just one bit. It's pretty much keeping the same thing, just one slight modification. <coughs> she said, She says, The pleasure of bathing should be ossered forever if I bathe today. So in other words, we're switching. It's not that if she said, if I bathe, but rather she says, if I bathe today. Now, the Rabbanans hold that even refraining from bathing for a single day is considered affliction. The Rabbanans say, even though she limited it to today, she said, forever bathing is also to me if I bathe today. That's for the modification, today. But even just not bathing for one day makes a person afflicted according to the Rabbanan. And therefore, again, the Rabbanan will remain consistent. You're able to be made for the nadir. It's not an option not to bathe today because you'll be afflicted. And if you do bathe today, then the nether is there. You can never bathe. This is the switch. Avada Rabbi Yossi agrees that if it would be for a longer time, then, then, then it would be afflicting. Right? Rabbi Yossi would agree that, that, that it would be afflicting. The point is that since it's only one day, the nether is only that the, <coughs> the, the pleasure of bathing is according to me if I bathe today. There, Rabbi Yossi is saying, if it's only one day, so don't, don't, don't bathe. That's nothing. That's not, that's not an issue at all. Rabbi Yossi is not concerned for a person to do that. So, so now we understand 
Why Rabbi Yossi didn't say the condition is not Eno Nefesh? Because there would have been a wrong implication. Somebody could say the nether is not, the Tanai is not Eno Nefesh implies that it is Bein Olaveinah. It's not. Since we switched the case to be about one day, one day is meaningless. Rabbi Yossi says, people go all the time skipping a shower for a day. It's not Bein Olaveinah, it's not Eno Nefesh, it's nothing. That's why he, 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 he want, when he's talking about what's not Eno Nefesh, he says the nether is not Eno Nefesh, meaning the nether is not Eno Nefesh because the, the Tanai that's triggering the nether is something which is of no concern whatsoever. So in a case where somebody, what are we coming out? In a case where somebody said, I'm not stam, the, the pleasure of bathing is also on me forever or something like that. Rabbi Yossi is going to agree that there could be a farah out the dvarm shebeinu levena. But Rabbi Yossi is some coming to say here that ain't elu nidre inu nefesh, he's cut with, but it's mashma, there is dvarm shebeinu levena. He wants to emphasize specifically where this tonight is. If I bathe today, there, there we're going to say <coughs> it's of no concern whatsoever. Let her just not bathe today. Let her just not bathe today. It's no concern. It's no friction in the relationship and they can live in their regular way. So bottom line is, we've gotten to a nice conclusion on understanding the machlokas. The machlokas is whether abstaining from bathing for one day brings a person to affliction. The Rabbanan say it does. Rabbi Yossi says it does not. Says the Gemara, Shan is im erchat. You've answered very well what the Mishnah means, if I bathe. You're right. There were a few examples in the Mishnah, though. So we all, all of our struggle to finally get to the case was all to explain the case where a person said, if I bathe. We explained that if I bathe today, then I'll be also in bathing forever. That's what we explained. <coughs> but the next segment of the Mishnah, im lo erchat, she said, and not, there was another illustration. She said, if I don't bathe, what's that case? What's the case of someone making a stipulation if they don't bathe, then something becomes aser? What's the case? If she says, I can never bathe. If I don't bathe today, the inverse. If I don't bathe today, then I'm aser forever to bathe. Of course you can't be made for that. Let her just bathe today. Let her just go. If, she, if it's the opposite, in the second illustration, where she's saying, if I don't bathe, and if there is, if I don't bathe, then I'll be aser in bathing forever, just go bathe. Right? Again, you can't be made for a nether, even if the subject of the nether is Eno and Nefesh. If it's stated with a stipulation which is easy to keep and doesn't bring you affli- any affliction by keeping, then just go bathe and you won't become Asr. So the case cannot be where she said, if I don't bathe, then I'll be Asr forever. So I'm reviewing We have to say it means like this. <coughs> the pleasure of bathing should be conum to me forever if I don't bathe in disgusting water. Main Mishra is water that they would soak flax in. So the leftover water after you soak the flax is putrid. It's really gross. So she's saying, if I don't go bathe in the dirty waters, then I will be also on the pleasure of bathing forever. So now the Rabbanon are very, make, make, make a lot of sense. This is a great example. Whatever she's going to do, she's stuck in affliction. For her to tell her to go bathe in the main Mishra, that's afflicting. It's afflicting to tell a person go bathe in the putrid waters that flax has been soaked in. And the other option, if she doesn't bathe today, then what happens to her? She's also in the pleasure of bathing forever. So therefore, how, whatever it is, the nether doesn't leave her any way to avoid, <coughs> to avoid the, self, uh, the self-affliction. Okay, very good. That's how we can make sense of it. And I guess, what would Rav Yossi hold? Maybe Rav Yossi would hold, it's not so afflicting to bathe in flat water. I mean, it's not great. No one recommends it. But afflicting, it's not necessarily. You could understand. Says the Gemara, but we reject this. Why? Because what was the next case? Again, it was if I bathe, if I don't bathe, then let's keep on going. She said, Dikitani, the next corresponding case, if I do not adorn myself. She said, if I adorn myself or if I don't adorn myself. So here we're talking about cosmetics. We're talking about cosmetics. So she says, let's just follow through. If I, if I adorn myself today, right? if I put on my cosmetics today, then I can never have pleasure from cosmetics. 
So maybe, okay, we can understand that. If the Rabbanon are going to say, if, she, if she's not allowed to put on the cosmetics today, she's afflicted. And if she does do it today, then she'll forever be Asr on cosmetics. So again, makes a lot of sense. And Rabbi Yosef will say, go one day without putting on the cosmetics. Not such a big deal. Same thing. We're good with that. But what about the last one? If I don't adorn myself, what are we going to say? If I don't adorn myself, be naft. The corresponding case would be, <coughs> if I don't use something like nafta as a cosmetic on my face. So what's nafta? It's something really gross, something disgusting, like a filthy substance. So that would be the corresponding case. If I don't adorn myself, I'll be up forever also to adorn. So the obvious question would be, okay, just don't adorn yourself and everything will be fine. <clears throat> I'm sorry, just go adorn. If I don't adorn myself, I'll be also and everything. So just go adorn yourself and everything will be fine. The answer is, no. She said, if I don't adorn myself with something disgusting, then I'll forever be also to adorn myself. But frek de Gemara, the problem is, lichlechu. Putting naft on somebody's face, it's not even called adorning. It's a paradoxical statement to say, adorning myself with naft. The, the words don't make sense. That's not called adorning. Bathing in May Mishra, it may be repulsive, it, may be, it might be afflicting oneself, but it's bathing. So we could tolerate the language, if I don't bathe, to mean if I don't bathe in the flax water. There, we could tolerate that. But the word adorning cannot, you, it's a paradox to say, adorn with nafta. If I don't adorn with nafta, that's not called adorning. That's called putting nafta on your face. That's not called adorning. And what the Gemara is saying, it's such a technical question in language that the lashon of applying makeup, it doesn't say applying something to your face. It's adorning, eskashit. So when you're applying something repulsive to your face, that's not called adorning. Bathing, we could, we could have tolerated. Whether or not you're bathing in something which afflicts you or not, you're bathing. No, the, the terminology, bathing, in low erchatz, erchatz could be fulfilled if it's in Mei Mishra. So we could say, in low erchatz means Mei Mishra. As we explained, if I don't bathe in the flax water today, <coughs> then I'll forever be also to the pleasure of, of bathing. That we could tolerate. But to say, if I don't adorn myself with nafta, I'll forever be also in the pleasure of a cosmetics, that makes no sense. There's no such thing as adorning with nafta. You would use a different word, but not adorning. Okay, so the problem we really have is in language. So we're trying to figure out what is the case of a low erchatz. We tried saying may mishra, but then we're going to get stuck in low eskashi. So Amar of Yehuda la'olam. What is the case? The Amar knows rochitza la'olam alai im erchatz v'yom. Ushvua shelo erchatz. The if I bathe is the way we said it. That the pleasure of bathing is also to me forever if I bathe today. What's the second case if I don't bathe? It's not a stipulation for a nadir. We're changing, we're changing it. It is stam ashvua, an oath that I will not bathe. Imlo erchatz is a shvua that. It's more like that as opposed to if. It's, a, it's an oath that I will not bathe. And that's the big switch in the Gemara. Until now, we've been assuming the case of Imlo erchatz was also a nether. Just the, the not bathing, the refraining from bathing was a, the refraining, the refraining from bathing was a stipulation to trigger a certain nether. We're trying to figure out what that, what that was. So then just go bathe. The Gemara is explaining, no, the low erchatz is a shvua. The person is not making an oath. Remember, you can make an oath not to do anything. Making an oath not to bathe, and we understand that's why you can be made for it, because she's left afflicted. Zot the Gemara, and the same thing for adornment. The first case where she said, <coughs> where she said, if I, if I adore myself, is where she said, I'll also in cosmetics forever if I put on cosmetics today. And then the second case where she says, I will not uh, adorn, she made an oath that she's never going to put on cosmetics. So that, those are the cases where it's Inoy Nefesh. According to what we're saying, 
the language should have should have been clear that we're talking about a shvu as well. The Mishnah should have said these instead of saying these on the nedarim he could revoke. It should have said these on the nedarim and the shvuas that he could revoke. Meaning you certainly throw in that we're talking about a shvuah. And then the Mishnah should have said that language. First of all, you could always switch the gears in the Mishnah, amend the text, and add in the word shvuah. If you buy sim, or you can answer shvuas nedarim. That in terminology, oaths are referred to as nedarim as well, and this is something we're quite familiar with from learning nedarim. That oaths and nedarim. Go all together, even though one is on the chayfes, one is on the person, but they all go together. Not like we said in the mission on daftas. If somebody said like the nedarim of the wicked, he could be referred to an, like something a nazir does, or or <coughs> or, 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 or or something like a shvua that a rasha would do, so on and so forth. So we see that they're used in that mishnah interchangeably. Okay, great. Now where are we? Now big picture, where are we? We have machlokas whether or not bathing is self affliction. That's where we are. The Rabbanon say it's self-affliction. Even to skip for one day is self-affliction. Like the Rabbanon, according to Rabbi Yossi, it's not self-affliction not to bathe. It might only be Dram Shabbat Noel And to skip for one day is no concern at all. Does Rabbanon really hold that a person is afflicted if they don't bathe? Look at what the Gemara compares this to. Yom Kippur. Or a minute we have a brisa on Yom Kippur. You have five inuyim on Yom Kippur. It says don't that a person is meant to afflict themselves. So one of the inuyim, right? What do we have? Eating, drinking, and then one of them is. You're not allowed to bathe. Why? Presumably because that afflicts you not to bathe. So you would think that's great. But the problem is, what does the Bible say? Even though it's forbidden to all of them, <coughs> the punishment of kares is only for eating, drinking, or performing work. Why? Because the other one's only Durabanan. Why are the only ones Durabanan? Because they're not really afflictions. It's not Torah afflictions. But they're Abonan, we answer them as afflictions. But they're not really afflictions. So what do we mean? We mean that when one doesn't bathe, they're not really afflicting themselves on a Torah level. That's not called affliction. When you don't eat, when you don't drink, you're afflicted. But when you don't bathe, you're not really afflicted. That's why there's no Torah Isa if you bathe on Yom Kippur. Because whether or not you bathe, you're not really afflicted from the bathing. And that's why there's no kares. Frank the Gemara. But what are we saying over here? What's the Rabbanan's opinion that if one doesn't bathe even for one day, what did we come out? Even skipping one day of bathing, you're afflicted. So if you bathe on Yom Kippur, you should be violating the Dora and there should be kares. So in other words, again, on Yom Kippur, it just says, go afflict yourself. If you don't afflict yourself, you get kares. Why is it that we're saying that there's no kares if you take a bath? It must be because whether or not I take a bath, I'm not really afflicted by it. So that's a kasha on the Rabbanon. The Rabbanon are saying that when you, don't, when you skip the bath for even one day, you're in a state of affliction. So the Gemara answers a lumdashud chilek between Yom Kippur and Nidar. Amar Rav, I mean, Yonah Dekar, you got to look carefully at the Pasuk. Gabi Yom Kippur and Dechsev ta'anu es nafsho seichem. It says, you shall afflict yourselves. It's something where it's, <coughs> where it's clear in the moment that you're being afflicted. What does that mean? Yom Kippur is the day that you are afflicted. Milsa the other Yonah Dekar. It has to be something that the affliction is manifest in the moment that you're practicing it. So eating and drinking is manifest in the moment. A person gets weak, you get tired right in the moment that you are fasting. The fast makes you very clearly afflicted. When you don't bathe today, the affliction is not really in the moment. It's not apparent in the moment when you're not bathing. It's what it brings afterwards. Very, very subtle point. When you, don't, when you skip that shower for the day, in the moment itself that you're not bathing, during that time, you're not afflicted. What you're not doing now brings affliction. That's the point. Yom Kippur, you're only, you only have a chiv of Tanur Snapshot Seichem, something where the affliction comes out on the day. On Yom Kippur, it's chal, this inuin. So therefore, the bathing, even though it brings to affliction, 
But whether or not you're going to bathe today on Yom Kippur, it's not going to come out on Yom Kippur. That's why it's only Durabanan. However, It's talking about what will afflict you. Even something which will lead to affliction. If she does not bathe, it would lead to affliction. So therefore, it's also going to be included. Okay, very clear answer. Now the Gemara moves on. This is one of the most baffling Gemaras, a small little Gemara. It's a baffling concept, but it's a strong idea. Let's finish up with this strong idea here for the day. Rabbi Yossi holds that bathing, skipping and bathing, is not affliction by Nadarm at all. No big deal to skip showers. We have a contradiction. It says in a price, what happens if there's a spring in a city and it belongs to the residents of that particular city? And from there, it keeps on flowing and there's not enough water for the people in this city and for people in other cities. If there's not enough water for their own lives and the lives of other people. So you're in this city that has the spring. What do you do? Do you share the water and you compromise in your life or not? Do you, do you, do you keep the water for yourself? So what's the law? Their own life has precedence over the life of other people, meaning they drink first, <coughs> even if there will not be enough water left for the other city. Why is that? What gives them the right to do that? The answer is, we derive from a pasuk, your own life comes first. So even though you're drinking, you know will cause other, other people to die, a person is meant to do that. You're meant to drink the water yourself and not share it. However, let's say you have, there's enough water for drinking water for all the humans, fine. But then when we get to drinking water for the animals, then there's only enough for their animals, but not for the animals in the neighboring city. So if there's not enough for the animals of both cities to drink, their own animals come first. Why is that? Because a person has the right <coughs> to protect their asset before they help their friend's asset. Fine. And it sounds like, though, just by the way, are you allowed, you're not allowed to, you, you, you wouldn't be allowed to give your animals to drink if they're going to die, if the other people will die. In other words, people, the people, animals, the animals. But you can't save your animals if it causes somebody else to die. Okay. Very, very clear. Now there's not enough water for laundering your clothing and their clothing. Very good. The same thing. Your own laundering comes first. All very simple. If you have to choose between the lives of other people and your own laundering. So here, let's get this straight. You could either launder, you already drink your water. You could either launder your clothing or save somebody's life with the water. What do you do? So what would you say? Of course, right? Save their life. You want to make sure you have clean clothing, but the other guy's dying, right? Fine. BAC says no. Your own laundering of your clothing has precedence over their drink, them drinking the water. What's Pshat? So the Gemara, the Pshat, the concept here is, is that it's considered such affliction not to have clean clothing that it's part of a person's like general health, part of general hygiene, and it's so important that that has Kadima, that is precedence over sharing the water with other people to save their life. So Fred the Gemara, now we get to this mind-boggling point. If even just refraining from laundering is suffering to such a great degree that it has precedence over saving somebody else's life, so certainly abstaining from bathing. It's obvious that Rabbi Yossi would say refraining from bathing is such an affliction. Meaning the point that we see here is that when you don't launder your clothing, you're very afflicted. It's not just like, you know, an extra asset or something like that. It's literally your health is in danger, like you're, you're afflicted to a very severe degree. And that's why it comes before someone else's life, according to Rabbi Yossi. So how can Rabbi Yossi say bathing is not affliction? If even laundering is such a great extreme affliction, certainly bathing. And for Tigamara, Amri in. No, it's not true. Laundering is super dangerous not to wear... Not to wear clean clothing, bathing is not. Why? Laundering is much greater than bathing. A filth that comes into the head, if you don't 
constantly clean your head, what could happen? It could it could be, make a person blind. A person doesn't clear their clothing. What does it bring you to? A craziness in your head. It's a mental illness. The Gemara says, which can which can affect a person. And if you don't bathe constantly, you could have boils and sores. So the bottom line is, what are we trying to say like this? <clears throat> We're trying to say that even though you get boils and sores or things or, or stuff like that, those can be cured. Those are curable things. You go to a doctor, a skin condition, it's curable. But the, the, the mental illness that comes to a person from not having laundering, it's not curable necessarily. And that's such an extreme state of affliction where it's considered one of one owns basic stability. That Rabiosi says, if you don't have clean clothing, you do not have to share the water to launder your clothing with other people. You can watch them die as long as you're laundering your clothing. It's all part of Chayecha Kodme. So it's not just suffering. It's not just basic. It's a little bit deeper than that. It really is a, it's in danger of this strong, I don't know exactly what the mental illness is, but the Gemara is saying it's so strong that it's part of Chayacha. So bathing in general, okay, yeah, you don't bathe, you get sore, you get boils, but those are all things you can cure. Those are all passable things. Rabbi Yossi says it's not even considered affliction, therefore not to bathe. That's Rabbi Yossi Shita in the Mishnah. But the laundering of the clothing is so important that there it takes precedent. And the Gemara is saying, you have a hard time understanding that? Accept it. Except that there's a chilek. Not bathing is, is a curable thing. It's not affliction. Not laundering is so much more extreme. The lack of cleanliness brings a person to uh, certain sense of craziness in their mind.